0: Kurchak and her, uh, her uh, oh, Yes, I've heard that she was we right want about this. I heard about the <laughs> All right, we're live, Mark. Come Enough on, to come 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 the the it in. How about Eddie <laughs> and the Bolts You know about them. Oh. Eddie Junior still
1: no.
2: performs. Hey, uh, we got a doing on the We're we're on the road again. So yes, yes. we're out at the, the botanical,
0: garden botanical garden known as uh Steve Eurik's uh, country state. There's this Steve one closer to the city. This is uh
2: There's Mark. Definitely Say hi Mark. Place.
0: Hi Mark. Very well.
2: And they're uh they're on Steve's back deck out here in Bowling Book again. Yeah, we're
0: on the back side of uh, Steve's and no, uh, we, we have a castle right next to us here. Little place castle. Uh, it's, like uh, it's like castle, castle gray skull with all the for and scary stuff.
2: So we didn't even really think of a topic for today at all. Oh, no, we We got got one. one. Oh, you got one? Steve's got one. Steve
0: would not come into this without being properly prepared. He's a teacher. All right.
1: Well, since we haven't all been together in a long time, I thought it would be... We all grew grew up up together, together, but how much do we, you know, really know about some of the things that have gone on in our 55-plus years of life? Yeah. And I was. But when, when I was, I was thinking, thinking about, about things that, that I could, I could talk, talk about, about, you guys, with like, like what did you, what you want to do when you were young? What did you think you were going to be when you grow up? I thought I was, was going to be, be a scientist, thing. curing people of all their diseases. How old do you think you we
0: were when you had those? Doctors? Like ten.
1: Wow. Fifth grade. I had squad
0: I had. Uh, I remember a race car driver, but that wasn't serious. And environment, that really wasn't serious. I, I, I want to say I was. My dad, dad, I, I want to say by twelve. I want to be my, my dad, just working in a chemical factory, factory having a wife and a couple of kids. I just thought that was, I, <laughs> thought, I thought, he thought he did okay. I, yeah, <laughs> he didn't think, so. He, yeah, 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 didn't think had, so. he was pissed at you for that. Yeah, I had yeah, i, I had 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 really to really aim higher, and I thought, Christ, I, I thought, thought that was high enough. enough. What the hell? Mark, what did you want to be? Yeah, what did you want to be when you grew up?
3: You know, I always wanted to be like an actor or a screenwriter, something in the entertainment field. I I didn't work for you. Well,
1: well my life, life is great, so don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, my, my father, father was, was in television and, and, and like, I finished, something, something like that. that. Well you made it's it now, you're on T V yeah. Oh yeah. I mean
2: what's <laughs> on the back door here. This is Jim, uh, what did you wanna be when you Oh gosh, uh, well first I was gonna be an architect because my grandfather had the same initials as me. He was J. E. Hosek architect. So I had all the stationary and signs and everything already made for me and then there was a brief period I think around fourth fifth grade where I thought I'd be a lawyer we did a mock trial in school and I I won the case so I was excited about that and then in high school I just that's when I decided I wanted to be a veterinarian
1: did somebody inspire me. that
2: no you well you know maybe uh, all creatures great and small That was kind of fun.
1: After uh, I thought I was going to be a scientist, when I went to college, I realized my dad kept telling me the most money I could make was if I was an engineer. So I didn't think I could be a scientist because the science classes, some of them required a little more science knowledge than I thought. So engineer, I still was a math guy, so I thought that would be all right, and I could make a lot of money. When you went to college, what did you think you were going to study?
0: You know, I I did a business track just because I thought I've never seen a starving businessman, and we had like no businessmen in our family. It was all teachers uh, or factory workers. So I thought, well, okay, I could kind of go in business, and which is amazing because I was really horrible at math. So you know, you were the offset to me. I just did not have a math aptitude, and then when I got out, I was all of a sudden I was like pretty good at math. So I think I needed the be applied. How about you, Mark? Would you? wanna be when you grow up.
3: Um well the question is what did I start out in yeah. 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 Uh I went in for engineering and I became an engineer.
1: Mm.
0: So he was not distracted?
1: I went into engineering but I came out of teacher, so I did not do what I started as.
3: Well I came out an engineer but I've probably done twenty percent of my career has been engineering and eighty percent of it's been in business Oh, there you go. And Jim you knew you were gonna
1: be a veterinarian from when?
2: Uh, well, I knew in high school that's what I wanted to go into, but they would never had a pre-veterinary curriculum at U of I. Because they get you in a the room, they, 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 I went to animal science, they say, well, how many people here want to be a veterinarian? Everyone raised their hands, you know, and go like, one in 10 of you is going to make it to vet school. So we don't. that's why we don't have a pre-veterinary curriculum, because everyone would sign up for it and then no one would get in and then they'd have a useless pre-veterinary degree that, what could they do with? So, But I you know, I figured I'd get in. So I started out in animal science, which was fun because I'd take animal science 101. Learned a lot of stuff about uh, butchering animals and the history of animals. And they used to use pigs as draft animals and this big 2,000-pound pig pulling a cart. It's crazy to how big these things would get if you let them. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I was going to switch over to honors biology my junior year, but that's when I got into vet school. So I didn't have to worry about it.
1: And you finished vet school quicker than most people.
2: Yeah, I finished the whole college thing in six years, so got got done with pre vet and vet in six years. And that was the la there was actually three people in our class who got in after two years of undergraduate and that was the last year they did that. Be spoiler fun, I guess. I don't know.
1: So I became a teacher, Mark became an engineer, Jim became a veterinarian. What would you say you became, Mark?
0: Older. Uh <laughs> <laughs> i i do I, I do remember having experiences towards work I did start as a actually started out as a bank teller I got out of college I had no uh I do remember that no uh, no uh, internships no uh doors held open for me I got my job out of the Berwyn life at olympic federal savings and loan but after six months I always tell kids you know you have trouble getting a job out of college after six or almost even six months like three months I was a financial analyst for a seven years seven institution bank savings alone.
1: Were you and, qualified to do that?
0: No, absolutely not. Um the, the <laughs> funny part about it is I guess it's all kind of a bluff, right? So I get called up to the upstairs and my, my boss, Siegfried Henreiter, um uh, big finance guy. Uh, he's like, I don't know the computer at all. You're younger. You must know it completely. And I said, oh, of course I do. I saw the desk, I'm like, baby, I'll do whatever it takes to sit here. No standing involved. And literally he gave me—I want to say—it was a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday—to figure out Excel and what we were doing, so that on Monday I could really delve into it. And I learned a lot in those three days, and I became like the Excel guy or whatever. It was Lotus One Two Three it wasn't even Excel. Lotus uh, Excel didn't exist. Lotus One Two Three. Pretty much learned everything I needed to know in three days, and uh, then I became me.
2: Those were, and those were pretty primitive compared to what we're oh yeah having. five and a
0: quarter inch disgusts and literally but all what I learned and this you know probably the same somewhat in teaching you don't need to be the best you just need to be the best in the room be one step ahead of everybody in the room and you look like a genius like of course you knew all this I had no idea I was go the whole time but i was quick and I had ways of making it look like I was better than i was and then yeah but, but they didn't even have a computer guy so i became like a computer guy too and uh, Microsoft was really funny cuz Microsoft used to have these licensing things. You buy one version of the software and so like the office suite or whatever came on like 40 or 50 five and a quarter inch diskettes. and we bought one version and we loaded up everybody's computer with the one version which is copyright infringement. And then one day Microsoft came to the door because we were the corporate office. Microsoft came to the door and said, "Of course you guys all have you have you know, because we got 80 people here. You have 80 licenses, don't you? And we said, we're going to get right back to you on know, that. <laughs> See you tomorrow. I get called into an office. I had a car at this point. I was 23, so I had my driver's license finally. I got to drive to all seven locations in the next two days <laughs> with licensed versions of the software. Went out and bought them all, I had them to the back of my car. I drove down to Mount Carmel, Carmi, Tankakee, Naperville, everywhere, installing licensed versions of the software, so we wouldn't get fined by Microsoft.
1: Wow! And you knew how to do that.
0: Yes, I I did, and uh, it was, again, amazing that that literally, I you know, just they, they trusted you. Got in the car, I'm driving all over the place. I got you know, the guys spent two nights in hotels and uh, basically saved us probably a gazillion dollars in fines.
1: Was engineering all you thought it was going to be, Mark? No.
3: So I, <laughs> that's a
2: good answer <laughs> <laughs> um
3: you know I, I didn't really I think when I started college I didn't really know what engineering was is it you know sitting behind a desk uh, designing things is it you know doing uh, uh, logistics you know it can be any of those things um what I ended up doing was going into fluid dynamics fluid systems um Basically, still the business I am in today. Um, but really, what intriguing about it is the problem solving. It's the you know there's an application out there that uh, a end user has that uh, needs
2: you, you, solving, and it's you say fluid dynamics was like ketchup or something, wasn't it, or some sort of condiment? Uh,
3: <laughs> a lot of it is. Um, yeah, actually the. Uh, foods that I deal with now are mostly oh, now. foodstuffs. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Yeah.
1: Beer for a while. For
3: see... beer for a while, I was the uh, uh, brewery market manager for the company that I worked for, and uh, called on uh, all the major breweries and a lot of not so major breweries across the country. So uh, got a lot of air miles and uh, got a lot of free beer. It reminds me of time that. Uh, I had a boss that decided that he was going to come with me. It's a proper rod. Yeah. i need so
0: smart. these It's the beast.
3: So he decided he was going to travel with me one day, and we toured a bunch of microbreweries in uh, Pennsylvania and the New York area. And uh, he kind of joked with me in the morning I'm sure you just go to one of these breweries and sample the where sample No, uh-huh. so of course not. We talked about the process and what have you. And so we went to this one brewery in Frederick, Maryland, Frederick Brewing Company. And the first thing they did when I walked in the door was handed me a glass of beer and my boss. Best <laughs> <laughs>
2: job ever. That that looked really good then. Yeah, so uh,
3: I had some explaining to do with my boss so in the car ride right after that.
1: And
2: Jim, when you
1: became a veterinarian, was it everything you hoped it would be?
2: It w- It was everything that I thought it was going to be. I had hoped to get into a surgery residency program. I did an internship after vet school at University of Pennsylvania and I applied for residency, and I didn't get in. So I applied for jobs in the Chicago area, and I, you know, I'd done a lot of work at the clinic that I own now. You know, being an assistant, the doctors there let me do lots of stuff. They There let me do surgeries while I was in vet school, so I kind of knew what practice was, and it, it, you know, it was there wasn't any surprises when I got out into the real world. The biggest surprises was how jerky your bosses can be. You know, not everyone's as nice as the people I learned with. The guy my first job, he he signed me to a one year contract, and uh, I had decided I would apply for residencies again just to see if I could get into one. I didn't even, you know, uh, get into one, and he fired me. He said, "No, you're not serious about working here." Whoa! Well,
3: I remember that day.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, and so. They had to give me three months' notice for my contract, so I hung around for three months. Turns out half the people I interviewed with for jobs after that had worked for this guy before. And they said, oh, Dr. All fired you? You must be good. <laughs> and they would offer me jobs on the spot. Um, but that's when I started doing my relief work job. So before I decided to take a job, was one guy said, I just need someone to fill in for next week, and you, you want to come in? I said, sure. So I started doing that and I put an ad out and I did that for two, four, four years, I did relief work. And that was a pretty amazing way of practicing because one, I got to see all these different practices and hospitals and how they worked and how they did things, which I think was a big help when I bought my own practice. But I'd make my own schedule. I was working three weeks a month. So I was basically taking about 12 weeks vacation a year and making more money than I was working full time in this other clinic. And I remember I would just I would keep raising my rates every time someone called me until I found a spot where someone said nah, that might be too much and I go okay now I know how much to charge people and uh, I got to charge for mileage too which was fun so I'd go to a place that was 50 miles away I charge them a buck a mile one way so I got an extra 50 dollars a day just to drive.
1: Wow! Did nice. you uh, pretty fun? Did you go to the Cayman Islands to do that?
2: I did. I, I took a, uh, a relief job. I was doing relief work for a couple of years, and then I saw this job and the bulletin for this, filling in at this Cayman Islands practice. And, uh, yeah, so that was my second job I got fired from. So How long did you know, that last? We'll I lasted six months. Well, that's pretty good. I was supposed to be there for a year. Yeah. And, well, the thing was, I took a job, and the guy who was interviewing said, oh, we're building this new clinic. It'll be done when you get there. They have all this wonderful new equipment and stuff. And I get down there, and they hadn't even started renovating the house that they bought for the practice. So I was pretty pissed. And they had all this brand new equipment sitting in Miami waiting to be installed. And they had this ancient equipment at the clinic that I already had. I said, well, why don't you send the equipment down? We could pull it in here and start using it. Oh, we'd have to reinstall it. I go, yeah, but it's going to take you a year to finish this building. You haven't started anything. Let me at least start using it. And I wrote written a letter uh, to the shareholders, and they, they got a little bit mad at that. So. Said,
3: but, they no did no people bring in their sick manta yeah. No, it
2: was cats and dogs. I did the do kids. some parrots. I did a eye surgery on a cockatoo. It had it hurt its eye, so I had to remove its eye. And at that time, we didn't have prosthetic eyes for cockatoos, but it, was, it worked very well. Um, but I'd, I'd see maybe about eight patients a day. Um, had no television there. There was radio, there was one radio station called Radio Cayman, and in the evening they would replay the Parliament sessions, which was really hilarious, because it was like basically British Parliament, but in a miniature scale. These people yelling at each other, and some of the people would come into the clinic and I'd take care of their pets. i like, go, oh, I heard you on the radio last night, they go, oh, yeah, that was terrible. And then uh, uh, I, I went to the library and I was, I was reading about, on average, about five books a week. So I read over a hundred books by the time I was done with my six-month stint there. Um, The really neat thing was when I got there, they hadn't arranged my work permit. So even if I wanted to work, I couldn't. So they had, it was owned by these uh, 26 shareholders, and every two weeks they would come down and you rotate through. So the guy who was down there for that time said, well, if you can't work, let's go get some scuba lessons in. So we went and we did a week's worth of scuba lessons. So I got my scuba certification. Great. And then every two weeks, these vets, in order to write off their trip, they would go and they'd work for the clinic Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I'd get a four-day weekend every two weeks. So then I, Thursdays, I would go out on the dive boat. So I'd go out for two dives in the morning and another dive in the afternoon. And the guys there, they knew I was veterinarian, they called me Doc. I'd get on the boat, they'd say, hey, where do you want to go now, because there's like over a hundred different dive sites you could go to, so I'd pick ones I hadn't been to. And it was it was fun.
1: How could you get fired?
2: Because they didn't like that I was making noise, they yeah, were pointing I out. Sassy, this guy who things. was managing the practice had been lying to all the other yeah. veterinarians about how things were going, and when I had revealed that he had been doing this, yeah. that made a the lot of trouble for that. him. So he got rid of me. Thing,
1: yeah. Oh, that's terrible.
2: Yeah, I was stupid. I was naive. I was thinking, boy, if I you know asked yeah. for something, maybe I'd get it. What they promised me, It yeah. doesn't limb. work that he, way. He
0: cut the limb he was standing on. You know, he trimmed himself.
2: Yep, that was right basically up. it. Yeah, yeah. So I cut my uh, the branch out from underneath me, and, then
0: and so the whole time he's in the Caymans, you know, spearing lobsters and diving and all that. I'm at the house in uh, Elmhurst, wrangling, you know, renters.
2: The house I bought one yes. day before I left.
0: Right, he he closed on it one day before <laughs> he got on the plane, so I got installed in the basement, and uh, yeah, we had renters and college kids and cats. Yeah. Was
1: it near college?
0: Yeah, Elmhurst College. We were right on York and North, right by uh, Hamburger Heaven.
2: Oh, yeah. I only
1: went to,
0: you know, I lived in that house 10 years, I only went to Hamburger Heaven like three times. I was Same a,
2: with me. I, I I was not a huge fan
0: of, I don't know, I, maybe I think they thought they were expensive or something, I don't remember. Really, You'd think I could just like stumble over there, but yeah.
2: That was Ken's World of Video when I came back, that was yeah. a staple, yeah. video rentals. The was things that was had there. all this
0: wallpaper on it, we really didn't. We left it all in its original state pretty much. We added the dormers. I remember going on the roof with your dad.
2: Well, your big project when I was there. gone to get the basement finished, put the bathroom in, and no, I was there for apartment. the bathroom.
0: No, but you uh, had to get that done they, while I
2: was gone. No. You, or was that the roof I think that you were got back?
0: Done? Uh, I remember them cracking the foundation, and that's where we found that the sewer stack was not in alignment with the sewer running out to the street. Ah. And as soon as a friend of my mom, a friend of the family that did that work, and as soon as they cracked the foundation, it was like an open port pot, you could smell it from outside the house. It was a bit strong.
2: I'm glad I was gone for that. So
0: 20, no, I think you were there. 20, I don't think so. 20% of the stuff was going to the street, 80% was going Stop. under the house. Stuff? Stuff, Mark. You know, it's a science term. Uh, we're going to call that Stickney Sludge. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, when he cracked into <laughs> it, it was like the hell mouth. I mean, it was really, like, surreal.
1: I well, I think you. we'll spend an episode on the Elmhurst house, yes, but I'd like to yeah. stick to <laughs> yes, maybe the rest. lives that we've created for ourselves in these 55-plus years. And I had a great career. I had 33 years teaching part of it at my alma mater, Morton West, where we went to. Uh, and I loved it. I absolutely had a great time. Teaching but Teaching what, though? I taught math. Like mostly freshmen through seniors or freshmen through juniors, um, getting them ready for their testing. So uh, then I got an opportunity to go to Riverside Brookfield. So I felt like I had a pretty broad kind of career and I enjoyed every minute of it. But if I wasn't gonna be a teacher, I think I would have done something where I could have been a little more theatrical, maybe on stage or on TV. Or doing something like that. Uh, if you weren't going to be an engineer, Mark, what would you have wanted to do? What would be your dream job?
3: Yeah, well, I would have liked to have done something in the performing arts. I don't know what that is. I, I when I was in grade school, I thought that I would like to go into acting. And then I met the acting people in high school, and I said, like, oh, "That's
0: being <laughs> <Poinsettia laughs> the people. Are we up Were we friends with any of them?
3: um we uh, i don't know the work, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: um
3: but i, I something into the entertainment
0: industry that fascinated me
1: mark if you weren't going to be mr spreadsheet well, what would here's you be the, doing here's
0: the thing folks because all these guys have what we call stability they've had a job for 30 some odd years they all seem to seem i am not that i am the alternative to that so i've had actually like 30 careers over the years uh 30 different times um, and so I've actually lived it i uh, became a traveler and traveled the world i absolutely love that part of me it's kind of like you when you uh, you need a forest fire to roast acorns so that they will germinate and i once i found travel and it, it just popped and that this is it this is talking this is my life as a traveler is that other life so I'm actually doing it. And when I come home, and I can actually still do a spreadsheet, it's it is the best of both worlds. I love spreadsheets. I love travel. I'm living it. There's no alternative life. It is my life is the life. Yes. Jim, Jim? what would you
2: be? Oh boy. When you grow you know, up, Jim, what do you want to be? I still do, and I'd, I'd like to be a writer. And I, I guess I am a writer because I write.
3: You got books. You're published,
2: right? I'm self-published with a couple books, but I'm not. I'm I, right now. I have a literary agent and I've been writing these veterinary mysteries, and uh, the first one I wrote, stick around, we got a lot of good comments from editors, but they said, not quite what we're looking for, but we wanna see the next one that you do. So I wrote the next one, and this was during COVID and cancer and all that stuff. So I finally finished it and sent it off to her, and then she got busy, so she's finally reading it now. So I don't know if that's ever gonna happen, but I enjoy it, I mean, I do it every day. I want to get, I'm trying to get back into some short stories. I've been concentrating a lot on the novels, but I've written like four of these novels already, um, half of another one. And uh, I think I've written probably close to about 30 or 40 short stories over the, over the years. One of them got published. That was exciting. Um,
3: awesome. Will you include a link to those uh, where we can...
2: Well right now because I'm trying to get the interest of uh, regular publishers I don't have any self published stuff out there really? in terms of the mystery stuff the the golf novel is out there so that one people can get so I could put a link for that yeah it's called a really good day and it's about this guy who's an amateur golfer and he's at, he he was playing to try and get into this tournament and he didn't make it the guy who did make it ended up breaking his arm the day before the tournament so he gets called in as an alternate and if you've ever you know had these amazing shots when you're golfing you go boy I wish I could do that every hole he basically has amazing shots every single hole and he gets to the the ninth hole and he at first he was like ranked last and he's ranked at the top so he they pair him up with the best player in the tournament and they go head to head and it's it's really kind of neat it's uh I wrote it when my uh, wife was pregnant with our first child so there's a the guy's wife's pregnant too, so that kinda of plays into the story as well.
3: Yeah.
2: Awesome. yeah hmm. So
1: So in your veterinary series and when they make it into a series for T V, who's gonna play the lead?
2: That's a good question. Um originally I had the guy looking somewhat like Oliver Platt, so I I don't d I think he's a little too old for the role, so I'll I have to find really somebody who's good. kinda got that round face, dark hair, sideburns. Jack Black? Jack Black is a little old but he he could do it. Uh there was one guy. He was in. Um, he was in the series uh, Utopia. He looked like kind of like he could be the uh, young Oliver Platt lookalike. So,
1: very good. Well, I taught high school for thirty three years, and of course, when you're in high school, you don't know how it's benefiting you. The kids always say, "Why are we here? What are we doing? What did high school do for you, Mark?"
0: Um, it was a platform for me to understand how to control people um i was voted uh, most or best male punk rocker of my senior class and most bizarre so when you think about those two things then and where i'm at now uh it's it's just a launching pad there was nothing that went on in high school that i did not perfect by the time i got to college when i walked <laughs> off this graduation stage in college they were chanting joey joey the whole band was chanting so If there was ever any doubt as to what impact I had on those various weeks of college, I left my mark. And I've continued to do so. So now I am Chewy Santa, keeper of all stories. So yeah, I just think high school was a launching pad. Some people never, high school is the highest point in their career. I just went on to other things.
1: Mark, what did high school do for you?
3: What did high school do for me? Obviously it gives you an education, but that's not necessarily the most important, I mean, book learning. I think the most important thing that high school did was kind of give me a better exposure to the world. I think when you're up until grade school, you're kind of in a somewhat sheltered life. Your world view is kind of dictated by your parents. And,
0: and you got to get on life. the school bus, right? And then you and see then some you stuff have, on the school yeah, bus. And then, then you get, on on the like,
3: hey, the then you get into <laughs> gym class, and then you get yeah. to see some of the the real world. And then you grow up with that, and you you deal with different types of people. Um, I, you know, really exposed me to uh, the world, the life, and uh, I think that was the
1: most important thing.
0: Growing up lions, you know, lions of the
1: Jim, what did you get out of high school? You said you already knew what you wanted to do partway through wow. high school. What did you get out of high school that helped you? Was it the pennies? Yeah.
2: yeah, all those pennies I picked up in Hallmark. Yeah, that was great uh, great experience. What did I get out of high school, that's a really good question. Um, uh, I think the the best thing is a, a bigger group of friends. You know, I had a great group of friends in grade school and they followed me to high school and through band and orchestra and music and stuff, uh, just got people that I've known for all my life now that's, you know, we're still in touch, we're still seeing each other. Um, that's probably what I think. I got the most out of it. The other stuff, the education and all that stuff, could have gotten any place, any time, anywhere. You know, my wife went to a high school with four kids in her class. So, um, I think one of them's dead.
1: Twenty-five percent mortality. Well, she s- <laughs> she
2: has fifty percent of the class meets every week. So that's that's pretty nice for her. Um, I think. Having a twin brother in band was very helpful to me because through him, a lot of his friends became my friends. And, I, you know, I wasn't in band. I was in orchestra. In orchestra, you know, we were really like the lower class of the music. So yeah, like pretty much. Band was where the fun <laughs> stuff was.
0: Zuba, trombone, baritone, yes. what's going on back there?
1: <laughs> so in the last week or so, um, Branson and Bezos went to space. Do we call that going to space? Like, is that... Did they go to space? Are they spacemen? Are
3: they uh, astronauts? Uh, they, if Alan Shepard is an astronaut, then uh, that defines you. Breaking that, I forget the name of the line that defines what other spaces.
2: Yeah, I don't remember what it is, but yes, I know what I'm know talking about.
3: And, and they both broke that line, so if that's the definition, yes, technically, that they are astronauts. I think are, they,
2: they recently changed the definition. Are they to, spacemen to, or astronauts? they had to go or up or. and they had to complete a mission. For NASA to give them their wings, so they didn't get their astronaut wings. I one of the definitions I heard, which I think is a much better definition for astronaut, is orbiting the Earth once.
3: Well, then is Alan Shepard and Gus Grissom astronauts?
2: Did they ever go up in orbit in another mission? I think they in another mission, yes, in. not yes. the first
3: mission,
0: Gus... Then they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they weren't after their first. It's uh, lifetime mission.
3: achievement. No.
2: Yeah.
0: They added the two together.
3: No,
2: I, I would, in my, in my, if that was my definition, I would say that that, that would not be an astronaut.
3: The Carmen
2: line. I just recalled. Oh, oh did,
0: it, did it come to you, Mark? Oh, that's okay, cool. Nothing came to,
3: me, Nothing uh, came like to me
2: over
0: here. I, you know, Carmen line. Oh, I think I So
2: I would not call there. them astronauts uh, until they actually get so up there you, and make them would, orbit. Would you
0: call them spacemen? They've been to space?
2: I don't think they've actually been to space where they've been outside the Earth's atmosphere completely. There's there's still some atmosphere where they were. So they, because it pans out. Uh, and the atmosphere actually goes up pretty high. The space station, there's you can still detect very minuscule parts of the atmosphere up there, but it's very, very, very small. So I think I don't think I don't think you can call them spacemen. I think you can call them suborbital uh, uh, flight people. I don't know. Well, because I was going to
0: buy the ticket. It's only two hundred fifty million. I was going to dump on that and just get me one. But now.
2: So no, it is two five hundred thousand or something like that. If
1: you didn't have to pay for it and they offered you a trip
2: would, a would you do yes, what they did?
0: I would be the Martian. I would leave me on Mars. I would <laughs> I, I, among everybody else here, has family. They have some reason to be. I do not. I am so ready to go.
2: No, I'm. I'm go with here. You, Mark. Go now. I'm up there with you. Uh, no,
0: you've got a family to come down to. And that to doesn't
2: matter. Kids are uh, ready to go. College is paid for.
0: No, you need. You got
2: reasons to be here. Trust ref- you. Have okay, you don't God get God's to sake. decide if I get to go. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm not. If taking I, you. First of all, your parents are still. Alive. I probably could afford to pay for it. I don't know if you could afford to pay for it right now. Wow. So, if you had a
1: chance without a having hundred, to pay for it, snap, if you had a chance to go for free to stay one week <laughs> yes. at the space station, would you stay you know, our, a week? A, at I'd the go space now station. this
0: afternoon. I would drive there now.
1: Mark, would you stay a week at the space station?
0: Uh, I would if I was physically looking for the job. Absolutely, it
3: would
1: drive me bananas to be trapped in a place that small. But would
0: you go on a cruise ship, Steve?
3: I
1: would go on a cruise ship. I would not Britain. go on a
0: cruise. I'd rather be in a. Capsules. But i
1: prefer to be on a cruise ship that wasn't out in the middle of nowhere. I'd prefer the kind of cruise I took, which was on a river, where I could always see land.
0: Yeah, I, I, I have been uh, to Antarctica. I tell you, I did about. not like the boat at all. I, I felt so trapped.
2: I don't know if that was a cruise ship. <laughs> that was a ship that you cruised down to Antarctica. I was but on I an overnighter from
0: uh, Barcelona to uh, Algiers, Morocco, and I tell you, that was a cruise ship, and that was nasty. That was not that good. Sounds, that but sounds I'm more not, like I'm a... Not, yeah, yeah I, I'm not a boat guy. I am terrestrial or space. Space is great to me. I could be up in the air. I've been in a hot air balloon. Plenty of flights. I'm cool with it. I just The boat is not my... Not
1: my thing. Alright, so our last question is very important to humanity is thought of by us. Pizza, beef, or chicken. You can have one, but you can never eat the other two. Pizza, yeah. beef, or chicken. You can have that, one. That's
2: easy, it's pizza. I put over top of it. If I eat I two of
1: those three,
0: it's supposed to kill me. Are we are we wiping that out? Like yes, I yeah, Is it strictly for the enjoyment of right? The food, not the not the cor- it, not the coronary. Cor- 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 I'm ones. about yeah. to have
1: oh, entirely
3: up to you. I mean, because you probably shouldn't eat any three of them. But
0: pizza. Yeah, but yeah, there I am, beef right there, there. Or chicken. There, there I found myself with all three on my plate. I'm a pizza guy. I would, I could be that. The beef, I think, it just it slows me like down. Like a good
1: steak. You can't have a good steak ever again. You can cut up beef and put it on your pizza if you want.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with not having it. I need so much chicken, I'm almost got wings.
1: I mean, I'm... You can cut up meat and put it on your chicken, not yes. or on your pizza. Not...
2: I've, had your some, I've had some amazing pizzas. I'd go with pizza. Yeah, I, I'm thinking... I pizza think pizza is, is
1: a superfood. I think it is. Mark,
2: do you super every in? time I, have uh,
3: it. I haven't weighed in. Well, um, I don't know that I could... I, mean, I like steak. I don't like I I'd have steak. I mean, I, I like... I like pizza too, these parts of the pizza, uh, when you get into. Your you your ever 50? been to one of those Brazilian meat
0: places, Mark? I'd like well, to they take cut you cut there. It. I just want to watch you eat a steak. I want to, <laughs> uh, Can you cut it off? Yeah.
3: It? Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm big in I only did it once, but I was awed by the process. It I was really,
1: good, yeah.
0: Of course, that was all when I had a functioning heart, and I think, now, But a death by beef is not a bad way to do.
2: I've been I've been to Follow the Chow a couple times, amazing experience. Need to get sick, basically. Now that I don't have a pylorus, it just goes right through. I could just I you know, go that place I was to place say, Jim, going to you look normal. so
0: much thinner without your pylorus. So I was just going to comment on that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Surprised I didn't notice when Did you walked in. Yeah,
0: I, it's, it's written on his face. I have no pylorus. <laughs>
2: well, well, those, those are. I've mentioned it all day, so I think I get a little credit for that.
1: Those are the burning questions that I had <laughs> from the group a lot today. I'm missing Jim, and I don't, I don't have a list of what I'm just you have uh, something else, otherwise, Jim. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah, about. No, I, that's you...
2: about a half hour. I think it's a good place to wrap up. Yeah,
1: let's let's, let's cap it, bottle it, label it, send it away, and edit it. Okay.